Hey there, I'm Nunzaya, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I am super excited to share a brand new freebie with you. It's my targeting ideas for Facebook ads. If you've dabbled in Facebook ads or you've done them and you've tried them and you're just looking for some fresh inspiration for your audiences, this freebie is for you. I share my top Facebook ad targeting groups for you so that you can have inspiration and find those people that are perfect for what you have to offer. From warm audiences to cool lookalike audiences to cold interest-based audiences, I cover all three in this freebie. Head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audiences to grab your copy today. Hello and welcome to Market Scale Grow. Thank you so much for joining me. I am really excited to introduce this week's guest. She and I have floated around the same group of teacherpreneurs for a while, but we've never really had a chance to chat. And so I was really excited going into this interview and she did not disappoint. My guest today is Brittany Verlenich who is a cat lover, a travel fanatic, and a group growth strategist on top of being a teacher. She loves helping educators build thriving communities around their brands with Facebook groups so they can serve more clients and customers. And let me tell you, Brittany gave some amazing advice, tips, and strategies around growing your business using Facebook groups, and it totally changed my perspective. So I hope it'll do the same for you. I could probably chat for ages, but instead, let's just jump into the interview. Hi, Brittany. Welcome to Market Scale Grow. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you want to start by telling everyone where you're from and if you're still teaching? Sure thing. Yeah. So I'm originally from Southern California, but right now I actually live and teach on a reservation in Northern Arizona. And this is, I guess, wow, going into my fifth year teaching. Um, So yeah. Awesome. And what do you teach? So I taught fourth and fifth grade for the last four years, but now I'm going to be teaching K through five STEM. So kind of a new adventure. Yeah, I know the eyebrows, you couldn't see her eyebrows raise, but yeah, that's exactly how I feel. But I'm excited. I love trying new things. It'll be fun. That's a, like a huge switch. And it would be so exciting to like take on this new adventure. Yeah. And I, it wasn't one that I was planning. I was actually looking at leaving the classroom this year, but the housing market, I know you're, you're in Canada and U.S. is crazy right now. I don't know if it's crazy there. So literally in the course of like when I was like, okay, I'm going to put in my resignation and we're going to move to X place um, between then and May. So like over a course of a month and a half, houses went up like 150% in value. And we were like, whoa, okay, I guess it's not 
meant to be right now. So I'm a big believer of that. Like if something's not meant to be, then it just won't happen that way. Oh, you're going to hear my cat in the background. Of course. So I start talking. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, okay, I guess it's not meant to be yet. And so I got offered this other position at my school and I'm honestly super excited about it. So it just kind of worked out. How did your journey into becoming a teacherpreneur start? And if you want to talk a little bit more about what you do. Yeah, sure. So I guess I wouldn't, I don't know if you would call me an accidental entrepreneur because it's funny when you think about it, you can kind of see even from when I was a kid, I'm a big believer that when you watch children and how they play, you get a lot of insight into what they're actually going to be good at and what they're going to enjoy doing. Um, when I was a kid, I would record my own little videos like with an actual camcorder. I'm dating myself now <laughs> and make little Basically, YouTube, it was before YouTube was a thing. That blows my students' mind when I tell them that I was alive before Google and YouTube. They just can't even understand that. Um, so I would do that. I would record little podcasts, which that wasn't a thing, but I would record them on a tape recorder. Um, I would pretend when I was playing that I was checking my friends in to the Brook Paradise Plaza Estate, which was my playhouse in the back, and I would take them on tours around my yard. Like, this is how I played. And I didn't realize this whole time that I was like, oh, actually kind of entrepreneurial. I would sell stickers. I'd have like hot cocoa stands. I did all this stuff that I didn't realize was entrepreneurial. So fast forward to, um, a couple of years ago, probably about almost three and a half years now. Um, I was in a really rough spot because I had just completed my first year teaching. I was living and working on a reservation. Um, I still am, but the first year was really hard because, um, I, you know, new place, new culture, new job. First year teaching is hard anywhere, but I think that being here made it even more hard because there's just added cultural challenges that you wouldn't have, um, maybe in other places. And so I was feeling very isolated. And, um, I also realized like, wow, even the things that, that helped me feel less isolated sound very insensitive here. Like I was like, Oh, I can't wait to go to Italy. And I understand like now how tone deaf that sounds to families who are like, well, you know, we live on the reservation and we don't have electricity all the time. And it's like, Oh gosh, I can't, I, okay. Check nice privilege check there. Can't talk about that all the time here. Right. Um, but I knew that there had to be other teachers. There had to be other teachers out there who like to travel. So that was originally what I got started with is I just made a Facebook group I made a Facebook group. I didn't really expect to make money from it. It wasn't really my plan. I just wanted to create a community. And so I did. I found thousands of other teachers who love to travel as much as I did. And it kind of felt like this safe little corner of the internet where we could openly talk about the trips we were going to take and, um, and be excited about that. And also kind of connect over the fact that not everybody, um, not everybody really valued travel as much as, as we did. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, I created this community around this shared passion and that became like its own little business. And it's honestly not even the main thing I do, but I do that for fun and take teachers on trips and help them become travel agents and all that. But the funny thing is the actual Facebook group was what I discovered. I really loved, and I still love that group. And I was like, there's something special about building a community with thousands of people who share your interests, who share your passion. And being able to actually connect with them individually. And we've done meetups. We still do meetups. We're going on a yacht trip to Croatia next year, which I'd never be able to afford on my own. But as a group, it'll be super exciting. Um, And so I was like, hmm, 
like this, I wonder if I could just get a job managing Facebook groups, like just to supplement my income. Right. Um, and I kind of looked into it, didn't look into it too seriously until, um, about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. Now, um, I had other travel folks, um, like travel bloggers, travel agents asking me like, Hey, what do you do with your group? How did you grow it so quickly? And I was like, well, um, I don't really, I don't really know. Cause I didn't really have a framework or a way to quantify it. I was like, I just got to know people. Um, and I am someone you'd call hyper organic. Like I actually message every person that comes into the group. Um, there is a way to cold message people, by the way, you don't just want to like spam them and say, here's my offer, <laughs> but like to actually connect with them and just say, Hey, I noticed that your, um, your photo is from London. That's so cool. I went to London last summer. I loved it. And so I just connect with people, um, that way. And once I realized that this is something that actually people struggle with when they have businesses, that they struggle to connect with the people who would be their customers and clients, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just start like helping people do this and I'll teach people what has worked for me. And yeah. And so I've actually turned that into offerings. And I would say this is actually probably one of the newest offerings that I do have because it is different, right? Social media strategy, social media management, um, that you didn't, you don't realize sometimes that you're good at something until someone asks for it or asks how you did it. And then you have to pause and say, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess this is a thing. Like this is something I should nurture. So that's how that happened. Totally. Seems like an accident, especially the like doing something that you're interested in, which side note, I'm a huge traveler. Yeah. I love it. So we should definitely talk about that later, but, um, but like just getting into something that's like a passion and then seeing where it can go and following. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but like sitting in the business, even before it was a business and just like organically seeing where it's going to take you and where you can potentially make money and serve people from where you already are and what you're really enjoying. So that's so cool that that's really like how it started for you. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's, it is really fun because that wasn't the original intent. Even with that, I was like, Oh, I can lead some trips and I don't know, sell some travel maybe, but that actually, it was a completely different niche, I guess you could say. And yeah, so I'm happy to help people in that way. So do you manage Facebook communities for others? Is that something you got into? Yeah. So I've done a couple. I also manage a page, um, for that's honestly for my sister. She has a nonprofit and she just hates social media. So I've done that. Um, but it's honestly, that's not the most, the biggest bulk of what I do. I do offer that to people. Um, but usually it's teaching them how to do it. Um, because just because, and this is something I usually tell people, if you hire a strategist, if you're hiring someone to think all that out for you, um, that's usually a bigger investment. And so a lot of times teacherpreneurs who are just getting started with like a teacher's pay teacher's store or a course, um, that's a pretty big investment for them. You know, like if, if we're talking multiple months of managing, creating content, building the community that could be like up into four figures. So, um, usually I've been doing like courses and programs to teach them how to do it. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. But when people, I have had people ask, and so I have had like, I've done some launch help with Facebook groups for that. So it just depends on people's budget and kind of what they're wanting, if they want to learn the skills or if they want someone to take care of it for them. This is something that comes up with Facebook ads too. Um, I think it's really important to, in most cases, start by learning how to do it yourself and to figure out the 
the back end and what you want and what it looks like for you. Because yes, there are with Facebook ads, like data points that we're looking for. But um, if you just hand it off to me and you don't understand what you're looking at, then who knows, right? Like you right. don't know if this is meeting your needs. And I, it sounds like the Facebook group's the same thing, that there's a huge strategy behind it. And that getting to know that strategy for yourself first is a great for like a great step for those newer entrepreneurs. And then once you are ready to hand it off, you're not just like blindly handing off like here, figure it out. You can say like, this is my strategy. This is what I do. This is how I nurture people. Yeah. And I think there's, there are a lot of misconceptions. I'm sure you probably run into this with ads as well. Like, Oh, okay. Well, my group's not successful unless I have tens of thousands of people in there and it's not going to really help me make any money unless I have um, this many people like my posts. And so there's a lot of misconceptions around like connection versus engagement. Um, what does engagement actually look like? What is, what is right to do? Like, should I schedule? I mean, there's, there's so many questions that come up and I just think it, I agree with you. I think if you're going to pay someone to do it and I mean, you can, I mean, some people are just like, I don't have the time and that's totally your choice, but I'm a big proponent of yeah, Understand the strategy first. Um, and even if you don't a hundred percent, understand it. It's just going to help you even hire better. Cause then you'll know exactly what you need. Cause some people I talk to, they're just like, I just really need someone to help me create content. And if that's the case, usually I'll just have like, I'll, um, I kind of have like an agency set up where I have some of my VAs kind of be their VA because they know how to do it. And so I'll say, um, if you just need like content creation, then, you know, I can have one of my VAs help with that. Um, so it just depends on what they need. And, and yeah, and where they're at, which I know you're, you're all about that too, the business stage. So I'll save that part for for that time. <laughs> well, no, let's, well, let's okay. hear about where you are in your business. Would you say that you're just starting or are you starting to grow and scale? Like, where are you at? I would say between starter and growth for this part, because it is like one of the newer offerings I've had. Um, but the weird thing is it's gone a little quicker than like other things I've done before, because I knew the initial parts, if that makes sense. Like I've like, Oh, I've like, I know how to launch a teacher's pay teacher store. I know how to sell digital products. Like, so that part has been pretty easy. Um, I think, like I said, the only part that's like a little trickier for me, like full transparency is the service offering because what people need is so different. And there's a little bit of education piece in there too, right? Because people will say, I want to grow my group to 10,000 and I'll say, okay, why? And they're like, well, I want to sell more. And I'm like, okay, well, those are, are different goals. And there's nothing wrong with having tens of thousands of people in a group, unless you have poor engagement, then it actually can't hurt you. But so, so it's kind of a, it, it kind of, it kind of depends on what people want. And I think that's probably where I could improve is like being really clear on my offerings. Like, okay, if you want more engagement, here's your offer. If you just want to grow your group, here's your offer. So I would say like, I can be clear on my offers too. And ironically, when I'm helping someone nail down their offers, I'm really good at getting to the meat. I'm like, Oh, this is what you need to do. But for some reason with mine, (laughs) I don't know if it's like that with everyone, for some reason with mine, it's like, if it's right in front of my face, I guess it's too close. And so that's why I have a coach to tell me like, Oh, like, it seems like you're leaning towards this. Is that right? And then I I get a lot of clarity that way. So yeah, I would say, I'm sorry, what? You said the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, right. So I would say probably not quite at the beginning, but like between starter and growth is where I'm at. And what would you say are your like major milestones that have, that if you look back, you're like, this was a big moment, whether like big positive moment or a big challenging moment, what has brought you to like here? 
I think, I think just having enough people ask me about it, just making the decision to start, to be honest, I think a lot of people don't start because they agonize over the question and the decision. Um, I'm actually the opposite. I'm like, fire ready aim. Like I just go and do things. Um, but with this one, (laughs) but with this, I actually do think I, I put a little more thought into it because I'm like, you know, like if I'm just leading someone on a trip, so much of that is based on like my personality, right? Like, do you like me? Do you want to go to this place? Okay, let's go. Um, right. So the travel stuff is, is kind of different in the way I, I run things there. But with this, it's like, no, this person is, um, investing in their business. And this is like, you know, it's money stakes. So I think, I don't want to say I take it more seriously than travel, but I do have to, I guess, be more serious with it. So like we were just talking before the podcast and we were talking about strategic minds. And it's funny because with groups, I can think strategy because it's all about relationships. And that's literally what it is. Like I, that sounds like such a a cheap thing to say, like, oh, that's easy, but that's really what it is. And so many people miss that piece in their social media marketing strategy. They don't actually build relationships and connections with people. Um, like even my, even my brand name is a misnomer. It's audience and authority, but it's not just an audience, right? If you just have an audience then you're a performer, if you want to have a connection with people, then you want to have a community around your brand. And so I think that's what makes me stick out. That's something I've been good at. Um, and I don't know if I went off on a tangent, but I, I mean, that's kind of like the big thing. If you do have a group or you want to have a group, focus on the community and not just the fact that they're your audience. Cause I think some weird kind of like power things can happen and ego things. Like if you start thinking of them as your audience. So remember they're a community, you're part of it uh, and they're part of it. So like get them involved and that will also increase your engagement. So it's kind of like, if you focus on the people first, the rest really will follow. Was there a moment in your journey that you kind of had that realization or was it just something that you've always known and you don't know where it came from? Um, I, parts, I guess a little bit of both because I think my personality, I naturally do connect with people. Um, like I have a network marketing stream. I know a lot of people don't like that, but for me, I'm like, Oh, I love networking. That's natural for me. I just like connecting with people. Um, But I do think in a way, it's also something to realize because a lot of trainings I've done, like for entrepreneurs, it's been like, grow your audience, grow your following. And I'm like, that's always been a little bit slimy to me. And so I struggle with it at first because I was like, like Instagram, my Instagram is like, whatever, I have like 400 followers. Like, you know, for me, it's like, I know the people who are following me, it's all good, but I didn't understand, I guess it wasn't connecting with me. And I did think like, what am I doing wrong? So when I, so when I started a Facebook group, I don't know, it just seemed more, I guess, natural because the way that the platform is set up, it's really based on conversations and getting to know people and uh, involving them. And that I, I guess is one natural. So it's a really good question. The realization I guess came later, but the skills were intuitive, if that makes sense but they can be taught. I don't want someone, I don't want someone to think, Oh, I don't have, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not X, Y, Z. I can't do it. That's totally not true. Um, because you can connect with them however you want. Like you don't have to go live. If you don't want to, you don't have to go into people's messenger. If you don't want to, um, you can make it work for you. So I have a question that I already know what your answer is, but I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, there's lots of chatter out there that Facebook groups are dead unless Uh you already have a group that has tens of thousands of people that it's not worth your time or energy to do it. How do you feel about that statement? 
Uh, it's just not true. Um, and it also depends. I think like, that's a hard thing too, is like, again, measuring success. And that's something I do talk with people too. And like the courses and things I do, um, it really depends on what your goals are. And like the, the group that I have is very meta I have a Facebook group that teaches, right. And in there, I don't have, I don't think that many people, I think I maybe have a hundred people in there, but that's fine to me. I want to know the people who are in that group and I want to be able to serve them. So if I only ever have a hundred clients, honestly, you don't even need a hundred clients. I mean, no one has time for a hundred clients. If you realistically, if you're a service provider, you could have like four, three, four clients a month and you would be set as a full-time income. You don't need a hundred clients. Um, so really it's all about having the right people. But even more than that, like, do those people connect with you? Because like, if you could go search and I'm not the only Facebook groups person, you could go find there's someone else on there who you might connect with better. Um, so I guess like having the ego out of it really helps, but groups are definitely not dead. In fact, um, Facebook groups are going to be taking off even more in this past two years. We went from like, maybe like 500, 700,000 people using them to now like two, the 2 million and all my stats in front of me, but it's really crazy, especially in this last year, because we were all locked down. People were, th- were just craving community so bad that groups are where it's at. And the way that, Facebook has set up the algorithm. Groups are going to be prioritized even more now. You might even notice in your stream when you're scrolling, you're going to see a lot of groups posts because they're really encouraging that. They want people to stay on the platform. I mean, like, let's be real. Facebook wants people to stay on the platform because of advertising, right? And so they're going to prioritize those really engaged group posts. And I see that like as an opportunity, like it's, it's something you should consider because you get to actually connect with people. It's not like, I mean, Instagram, you can DM them, um, but it's really more of a broadcast, right? Like you're putting out a post, people agree or disagree whether or not they want to engage with it. But with a group, there's a little more opportunity for them to um, comment. And also it's private. That's a huge one. Like it's only going to be seen by the other people in that trusted, safe community. And I think that's another thing that's really big right now is people want safety and they want to be with like-minded people. So yeah, I, I think groups are going to be even bigger. And so don't let that be excuse. Don't let that be an excuse to not start it. If that's the only thing that's holding you back. It's really interesting because, and I kind of knew it, but you saying like you answering the question kind of like really brought it to the like forefront of my mind of the only reason I really go on Facebook now is to see what's in my groups and yeah. These big companies, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them, they lean into what's working because they have huge, huge, huge teams of people who are like, that's, that's their job. What is working? How do we lean into it? How do we like keep people on our platform? And so groups really is the only reason I used to like post on there or like share with my friends and look at their profiles. And I don't even remember the last time that that was my goal for going on Facebook. Maybe I like did it while I was there. But my goal now is what's happening in this group or what's happening in this group. And I go and I specifically look. And usually when I'm scrolling, I do, I get sucked into other group posts because that's mm-hmm. what's showing up on my newsfeed. And so it's a really interesting point because that's how they make money is keeping people on their platforms. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think like, I think that with groups too, like, yeah, it's human nature, right? Like we go, we go to where we know we're going to get the information or connection. So there are certain groups I go to for like travel deals. I'm also part of like travel agent groups. So sometimes I just go and look and see, it's partially just curiosity too. Like, Ooh, what's going on in here today? Um, so yeah, I think that it just makes sense 
to work with human nature, right? Like if you know, people are curious, they, they crave connection. Um, and they, and also I think I'm a big fan of the Taylor Swift principle. I don't know if you've heard that before. Um, <laughs> but being willing to do the things that other people aren't doing. Right. And, and I'm not going to say that this is like, cause one hard thing for me that I was just talking to her about is again, full transparency. I think it's good for people to learn from my, my thought process too. I am eventually going to get to a point it's already happening because I have more client requests and I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how this is going to work where I'm actually going to have a hard time scaling what I'm doing now because I am hyper organic and I am so one-to-one and I do build relationships, genuine relationships with folks, which is awesome, but it's going to be harder for me to scale because it's not like I'm doing a webinar and people are coming onto it and it's automated and I can just connect with people who opt in or whatever. Right. So that's something to consider too. I will have to consider at some point, how am I going to do that? But for now, for the stage that I'm in, and if this is where you're at too, if you're like, if you're definitely at the very beginning, you have an awesome opportunity. Cause if you have a group with five people and those five people love you and they love what you're about in their, your offer, then you have like five super fans and they can literally help you build the group. And some people really love that. They love being involved. They love having their opinion asked. They love actually being a part of a community. And I've seen that with my travel group. Um, that other teachers welcome them in. Like, I don't even have to be in there absolutely running it anymore because other teachers are like, this is my group. We're traveling teachers. You know what I mean? So um, it's just so exciting to me. And I hope you all have a group. I don't want to tell you what to do, but I hope you all get one if you don't have one already. So I don't have one full transparency. Really? Sort of. Okay. That's a lie. I have a group, but I, and I have a couple of people that are waiting to be approved. But I'm not sure I'm ready for the commitment mm. of of a group. And so I'm I've been leaving and I keep telling myself, oh, when there's this many people, like when there's five people, when there's ten people, when they're whatever, right? I actually don't know how many people are waiting for approval right now. Um, because I knew that I wasn't ready and I was just giving myself an excuse, so I stopped looking. Um, but anyway, I I'm I don't think I'm ready for this commitment. But again, you said something that like really clicked of if there is only five people or 10 people, it's so easy to make those relationships and to have those conversations and to like really get invested in those people and to create super fans that are going to like help long term. So maybe I'm not promising anything, but maybe (laughs) I will not be afraid after this conversation. And that's, and that's, um, that's another thing to consider too. And that's a real thing. Like, I don't believe in, um, like sugarcoating or giving like false expectations. It was a lot of work for me at the beginning with the teacher group because organic takes time. And, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you, um, that everybody has to do it the way I did it. I do teach my process. I'm like, this is what I did. You can take or leave whatever works for you. Um, but it does take time at the beginning. Um, because I didn't even know. At that, I mean, also mine was a little different. I didn't know what my offers were. I was like, I just need a community. Ironically, I think that's actually why it worked because I wasn't actually out to make money. I was like, I need this community. I know other people need this community. And so I'm going to just create it. And then people came and they're like, oh, you guys should join this group. And it was very easy. It was an easy sell to have people like um, invite other people because the content was good and they were able to connect with not just me. Not It's not even really about me anymore. It's like it's this own little entity. So, um, so that's something else too, is you do want to think about how much time you have. 
and how much time you're willing to commit to it. And also, if you have any other people who can kind of go in with you on it, could they be moderators? Could you have other admins in there? Um, if you have, and this is, I've never personally done this, but I know someone who's done this and done it really successfully. Um, I know two other teacher travel blogger folks who they actually... Um, actually three, there are three of them. So they actually did a group together because they all knew individually they couldn't commit the time, but they take turns. So like one knows, okay, Monday is for the money saving Monday because she does budget travel stuff. So she does one on Monday. And then another one does, um, teacher tips. So they take, they share about a teacher thing on Tuesday. And so that's been really cool. And it also drives up the engagement for the group. So if you're at a point listening and you're like, I would love to do that, but I just really don't think I have the time. That is a consideration for sure. Um, but you also don't have to do it alone. If there's some other people that are kind of in your niche that aren't quite doing the same thing as you, like uh, I know mostly teachers, so maybe like maybe your teachers pay teacher seller and you do uh, math centers. And then you have, you know, another teacher seller who um, they like, they don't do math centers. They do, um, now I'm blanking. Uh, <laughs> they do whole group stuff, right? So maybe you guys could get together. And then also, you kind of grow both of your audiences, right? Because now you're, you're working together. So just some ideas to consider. I'm also part of a couple of different groups that have like brand ambassadors, I think they call them. And so each week, one of the group members is kind of responsible for that week's post. And I, because the images are so similar, I think that they're provided by the group owner, but it's the, the brand ambassador's responsibility to post it and write the caption and really engage with people for the whole week. And so I think that that's a really good way of doing all of these things, taking some of the pressure off of yourself, getting engagement, and then creating these super loyal fans because they feel like, oh, I've helped build this. I've been so part of it. Yeah, totally. That's a really good idea. I'm like, I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) Yeah, brand ambassadors. Not me, not my idea. I'm trying to think I can't actually pinpoint the group in my mind right now. I love that's, that's actually one thing I do want to do. Um, so it's so funny. I, I was just telling her, I'm like, you have a really strategic mind, but I guess I do too, because I love going into groups and seeing like, what are they doing? Like when I see a group that's really successful and the content's really good, I'm like, what are they doing that others aren't? So yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Awesome. Okay. We've talked a little bit about this and, um, but how are you marketing your business? So specifically, I guess your newest course, let's go with that one, like your big new offering. How are you marketing that piece of your business? Yeah. So I wish I could say I'm more consistent. I was consistent with email marketing. It's something I'm working on. That's my big goal for the year, but email marketing is something I have been using more. Um, I'm also, again, like with my Facebook group, it really, I feel like a broken record, but it really is its own little like ecosystem because you can really build all facets of like, um, the like trust, no factor in there, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, in my Facebook group, email marketing, um, in messenger, I know not everybody likes to use that, but I do, um, with like regular Facebook posts, personal profile and on my page, And on Instagram, sometimes I don't do a lot of marketing on Instagram because I don't really feel like that's what the platform really prioritizes. But, but yeah, I do a little bit of that too. Do you have any long form content like a blog or a podcast or I, for that, for that offer, I'm, I'm honestly still kind of debating what I'm going to do there for that because with a podcast, 
I don't know, maybe you guys can come and let me know on Instagram what you prefer. Um, I thought about doing a podcast specifically for that, but the hard thing is I think it's going to actually be better with video because it's easier to show people. So I might do a YouTube channel to be like, this is how you do this. Um, and also I think I'm just better on video anyway. Um, so I'll probably do a YouTube channel, um, maybe even start later this summer, but it's hard to commit right now. So come join my group if you want. Let me know what you prefer. Like that's actually a really good idea to ask. There's an idea to use for Facebook groups. Ask your community. So um, yeah, nothing yet, but coming soon. I've had this conversation with a few people recently. And um, I think when there is a visual aspect that the vid- like video just, well, it trumps on most platforms always. There's a huge preference on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest for yes. video. Um, but there's some topics that I've wanted to cover in my, sta- my strategy sessions that I just can't figure out how to do it on a podcast because I'm like, well, like I kind of need to show, like I want to be able to show people like, this is what I'm talking about. When I say like, click here, this is like, exactly. Um, and so I've been actually like tossing around the idea and I'm not committing to it, but tossing around the idea <laughs> of doing like, um, like a live of it. And so like a video live and then just pulling the audio and putting it on the podcast so that those topics that I do want to like show people something that I can. And then if they listen to the podcast and then they needed to see what I'm talking about, they could go to the video. Um, but yeah, for something like Facebook groups and that I could totally see the value of like having video. So Yeah, totally. I do have like, I do a little live stream show in the group because I feel like it's, I also think it's important if you're going to have a group to have some kind of special content or offer just for them, like kind of like the free offer that they get that no one else does. Um, So I do have like a little uh, live show from them and they get to decide the content. So when they say like, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do a video about that. Like in two weeks. So I write down what they're struggling with and also helps with offers. Right. Um, But yeah, YouTube, YouTube channel, I think I'm just going to do it. Thank you for this free strategy session. I'll just do a YouTube channel and I'll let you know when it's up. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> and as I already admitted, this is something that I would like to start do. It's something that I feel like I've needed to do for a while. So I will be a subscriber on your YouTube channel and get all of the tips and tricks of how I can grow my, that side of my business. Yeah, I'll definitely be following you too, because ads, like I said, I have a mental block and I'm like, I know, I know, I know I don't need them yet, but I know I will. And so I'm like, I just want to know, I want to be ready. Just go for it. One of the big gurus that I follow, she recently said that her opinion is that as soon as you have the budget for ads, you should be running them. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because my personal philosophy is that there are foundations, and she she definitely definitely talks about foundations. Don't 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 get that wrong, but that there is we and we talked about this. There is value of doing it organically first and figuring out your strategy and figuring out what works for you and where you want it to go and what you want it to look like before kind of like scaling it bigger. And um, but knowing what you offer is huge. Knowing who you serve is huge. Um, but there is definitely value of amplifying that once it's working, once you have an like your course has been proven by 
multiple people buying it, bringing in the traffic from ads is huge. So, yay. I'm excited to see where you go with yours. Thank you. I'm excited too. And I think like, I just figured out when you were saying that one of the reasons I'm so freaked out. And the reason I talk these things out loud is like, if someone else is listening and this is where they're at, it's worth saying it's so different marketing to people who already know and like you than to complete strangers, you know, like it's, it's a little more scary because when you built a community around a group, like there, if you say, if you mess up, they're like, ah, oh, it's okay, Brittany. But you know, you do it on a YouTube channel and someone's like seeing you for the first time. They're like, oh, those girls know what she's talking about. So there is a little bit of fear there, I think. And so, yeah, so I'm just going to do it. And then it'll be an example to other people too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Rapid fire questions. Right. What is your favorite social media platform? Facebook. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> And then your favorite tool or software that you use in your business? Oh man, that's a hard one. Probably a tie between Canva and Trello. I use those two every day. I love Canva. It completely changed my life when I found it. Right. And then last question. Um, What advice would you give to someone who's just starting out? I, so my first instinct is to be like, just do it. But um, I realize that not everybody is like that. And some people that really freaks them out. Like, so like if you need to do a little research first, do it, but just have heed warning that it's easy to see what other people are doing and then feel completely overwhelmed or intimidated because you're seeing somebody at their step 42 or 65, right? So feel free to look and see what other people are doing just to see if what you're thinking about doing is already out there. Um, but don't spend too long doing it. Spend more time just starting it and kind of just from one red light to the other, you know, figure something out. Okay. Next one, because that's what entrepreneurs do anyway, right? It's so different from education in the sense that you don't have to go get a certificate in Facebook groups to get, to do a Facebook group. You just do it. And then you figure out what works and then something doesn't work. Oops, try it again. Um, and people are so much more forgiving than we think they're going to be. Like people who are in your community or following you. Honestly, it makes you more human if you mess up anyway. So yeah, just go for it. I've never heard that analogy about this, the red lights before. And I love it. Just one <laughs> red light to the next. And that is, and sometimes it'll be like when you get green light, green light, green light. Yeah. And other times you will feel like you're hitting a red light after red light, after red light, after red light. And you're just constantly stopped in traffic. Yeah. But the, but the funny thing is, I guess the way my mind works is like red light to red light. When you're in it, you're like, Oh, this is so annoying. But the funny thing is sometimes that's the quickest way, right? Like you could try to go a long way around and you might like, might be smoother, but it actually takes you longer to get there. So sometimes the red light to red light is the quickest way. Yeah, absolutely. And Sometimes you just end up like you think you're going around and you just end up back in that same spot. You, know, <laughs> you hit construction or you don't know the neighborhood. So the road is worst. Around. So you do like a longer way just to hit the same problem because you really need to work through it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, since I need to check you out and I'm sure listeners are going to, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Brittany Verlenich. My name is obnoxiously long, so I'm going to spell that out. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-V-E-R-L-E-N-I. 
ICH. My gosh, so much. Um, and then my group, if you actually look, grow your group for teacherpreneurs, you'll find it on Facebook. Um, or you could do facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash audience and authority. And I'll make sure all that is linked below. I always point. That'll probably be easier. <laughs> it may or may not be below. I don't know how this works. I'll make sure it's <laughs> um, so that people can just click and find you. Thank you so much for being on. I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> this was so fun. I love podcasts because I just love to talk and meet new people. So this is like, I love it. It's so fun. Thank you again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's inspiring story. If you'd like to share your story with us, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash journey and complete the quick application form. Then head to our community at marketscalegrow.com forward slash community so you can join our group of inspiring teacherpreneurs who are working on growing and scaling their businesses too. See you soon.